Listen, Tennessee can't afford to overlook anybody right now based on the last two weekends, right? Right. But I'm here to tell you, Tennessee will beat Vanderbilt by three touchdowns because Vanderbilt is that bad. How bad? I'm going to take a look at the Commodores and uh, got a fun show coming up right here on a Wednesday, Locked On Balls. You are Locked On Balls, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, good Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Balls, your team every single day. I'm your host, Derek Kane. Appreciate you for being here, you everydayers. Making Locked On Balls your first listen each and every day. Got a fun show coming up today because, I don't know, I, I love holiday weeks. Now that I'm an adult and I work every day, and it's football season, and my life revolves around Tennessee football. Holiday uh, weekends are a little compact. Holiday weeks, rather, a little compact. But I still enjoy it because it's a time that we get to spend with uh, friends and loved ones and family. And I'm going to get into a little thankful segment in segment two. Plus, it's got a Tennessee spin to it. So don't everybody just go ahead and click fast forward and go to the next episode. I hang around for segment two, Ward Wednesday in segment three, and and Vanderbilt, who are the Commodores here in a matter of seconds. But uh, as we finish off this week and have a couple of, of special guests on and some nice conversation uh, about uh, you know what this Tennessee football season is, and um, man, it's super sad. This is the last week of the regular season. Going back to show planning for sure <laughs> next week, trying to create some content. And of course, we'll get into basketball a lot too, but um it's sad that this is the last week of the regular season, but it's also exciting because I love holidays. And um, anyway, uh, that's just uh, a little sidebar here to begin this show. But we are going to have some fun today, and we're going to be on the air every single day this week. We're, we're just because of the holiday, we're not taking Thursday or Friday off. So um, if you need a uh, a thirty minute, thirty five minute, we'll call it what it is. You need a thirty five minute break from the family, break from the kids, break from your mom. Come on over and. Uh, Listen to us here on Locked On Balls. Do want to give you a little bit about Vanderbilt, um, you know, because Tennessee is playing Vanderbilt. And like I said in the cold open, Tennessee can't afford to overlook anybody this year because Tennessee's not as good as it was last year. And Tennessee has uh, just completely dropped an egg each of the last two weeks. And, and yes, Georgia was going to beat Tennessee 10 times out of 10 times. I believe that. And I went into the week saying Tennessee could beat Georgia if it played to its absolute best and it got a couple breaks. Um, but I, I truly believe if they play that game 10 times, you know, Georgia was going to come away with it. Um, but you still wish that Tennessee would have put up a, a better showing um, outside of the first play of the game. But what happened in Missouri was just just awful. So my point is, you can't, over, you can't afford to overlook anybody. Having said that, Vanderbilt is so bad. You know, I was doing the Rockies. I was taping the Rockies at Rewind the other day uh, with my coworkers at VolQuest.com. When we got done, I'm like, Man, Tennessee better win this game by 21 points at least because I've talked so much, not like a fan talking trash, but just I've talked so you know, belittled what Vanderbilt is this year because it's been so bad, guys. 2-9 is the record. 0-7 in conference play. Started the season off with a touchdown win over Hawaii, okay, and a blowout win over Alabama A&M. Okay. And then you've lost 36-20 Wake Forest. You've lost 40-37 at UNLV, what a horrible loss. 45-28 to Kentucky, 38-21 to Missouri, 38-14 in Florida, 37-20 uh, to Georgia, 33-7 on the road at Ole Miss, 31-15 to Auburn, and coming off two weeks ago, a 47-6 loss at South Carolina. Because it played in Week 0 and the host of that game against Hawaii, Vanderbilt was awarded two bye weeks this year. So he's got two weeks to prepare for Tennessee, sure, but 
It's a two and nine ball club, zero and seven in conference play. Okay, coming off a forty-seven to six loss the last time out, had a bye week. It practiced, but had a bye week, and then you got a holiday week, and then you're going to a team that historically just kind of dominates this in-state rivalry. So I'm intrigued to see where the motivation is for Vanderbilt, for Tennessee. I mean, do you need any more motivation after the way the last two weeks have gone? Senior day, last game at Neyland Stadium, I and mean, there's a lot going on there. But who are the Commodores? Well, Clark Lee's the head coach, of course. This is his third season. Had a couple of really nice wins last year in SEC play. Beat Kentucky, beat Florida. Um, but that has not translated into further success in 2023. In fact, some of his best players left for the transfer portal. Um, part-time starting quarterback Mike Wright last year left, and he's now at Mississippi State. And of course, you know we've we've seen him already make a starter two for Mississippi State this year. And then of course you got Ray Davis. Ray Davis left and has found a whole lot of success at Kentucky. This offense it is last in the SEC in almost everything. Uh, last in points per game at twenty-two point seven. Total offense per game three hundred twenty yards. It's 10th in passing at 230, 223 yards a contest. It's 13th in rushing, averaging 96 yards on the ground a game. The only worst team in the conference is South Carolina. It's turned it over 19 times and allowed 25 quarterback sacks. Um, Personnel-wise, Ken Seals is your starting quarterback right now. He's started the past six games, 1,122 yards, completing passes at 57%, 10 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. Um, AJ Swan, who I think's a pr- pretty decent quarterback, if you had some players around them, he started the first five games, and then of course injuries kind of got into there, and you know the record's not where it was. He made a quarterback change anyway, but AJ Swan uh, actually threw for t- 1,290 yards, 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 53% completion, which is not great. But Ken Seals has started the past six games. The expected starter against Tennessee. I mentioned Ray Davis, no longer there. Um, and it's been kind of a, a shared workload between two running backs that haven't generated a whole lot. Cedric Alexander, 85 attempts, 325 yards, four touchdowns. You have Patrick Smith, 70 attempts, 300 yards, two touchdowns. Both those guys are averaging 3.8 and 4.3 yards per carry, respectively. Uh, not a whole lot to get you going there. Uh, wide receiver, you got a dynamic player. All right, A really, really good player. He, uh, he was a good player last year. He's been a good player in years past. Will Shepard is the bright spot for this Vanderbilt team. 45 receptions, 640 yards, eight touchdowns. Those eight touchdowns tied for third in the Southeastern Conference. Will Shepard deserves better. (laughs) Um, He's a good player. Uh, Jaden McGowan, 36 receptions, 383 yards, and a touchdown. Outside of those two guys who have 45 receptions and 36 receptions, nobody else comes close. You have Landon Humphreys, who has 19 receptions and four touchdowns. He's the big play wide receiver averaging 21.7 yards per catch. They will utilize tight ends at the tight end position and at H backs. Um, and again, an offensive line that blocks for 3.3 yards per carry overall returns three starters, but has allowed 25 sacks. So outside of Will Shepard, not a whole lot of dynamic and, and, and you know, skill for this Vanderbilt offense. And um, it was a lot better in my opinion last year with Mike Wright. Uh, A.J. Swan a little bit, and of course, Ray Davis, but that's not the case this year. Defensively, it is last, it is dead last in every stat, every major stat in the SEC. Allows 35 points per game, that's last. Allows 440 yards on average per game, that's last. Allows 264 yards through the air, that's last. 
allows 176 yards on the ground. That is last. It has forced um, 15 turnovers, 12 interceptions. That's a pretty good number. And it's gotten to the quarterback 20 times on the season so far. Uh, again, not a whole lot of, like, Anthony Orgy was a really good linebacker for this league, a veteran linebacker. He was a pretty decent player. He's gone. Um, there's, there's just not a whole lot of playmaking ability on this side of the ball. I'd say C.J. CJ Taylor, who's the star player, pretty decent guy. Two interceptions, two forced fumbles, three sacks, seven and a half TFLs. That's second on the team. Um, he's got 52 tackles. He's pretty good playing in and around the box and at the line of scrimmage at points in times. Ricky Wright, one of the cornerbacks, has two interceptions. Um, they play a rotation of three safeties. They play a rotation of three corners. They play about four linebackers, sometimes five in the 4-2-5 scheme, led by Logan Patterson, who leads the team with 66 tackles, eight TFLs. Nate Clifton's a guy to watch out for on the edge. Five and a half sacks, seven and a half TFLs, and an interception. And of course, the health of Tennessee football this week heading into the game is going to be huge. Is John Campbell going to play? Is Gerald Mincy going to play? Can Dane Davis play? You know Javante Spragans isn't playing. You know Andre Keurig's already out. Very much patchwork heading into uh, this final game of the regular season. Um, the punter's, uh, punter's an all-star for uh, for Vanderbilt. Matt Haybell, um, 80 Hayball, averages 48 yards a punt, 20 punts inside the 20, which is really good, and 20 punts that have boomed over 50 yards. That's really good. Um, and Will Shepard and Jaden McGowan are, are dangerous return men. But again, overall, that's a look at Vanderbilt. And I mean no disrespect. Clearly, again, if you're Tennessee, don't overlook anybody. But this is a really, really bad Vanderbilt club. Tennessee should win this game. I mean, Tennessee's favored by like 24. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk more about that as the week goes on, the, the spread and everything. But goodness gracious, Tennessee should win this game by three touchdowns or more. It just is what it is. Um, what I'm thankful for. It's got a Tennessee spin to it. Again, don't turn off the dial. I encourage you to listen. That's coming up next right here on Lockdown Balls, of course, with um, Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow. And, of course, we'll get into Josh Ward for Ward Wednesday in Segment 3. I do you want to say about our friends over at PriceFix? PriceFix, the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than your two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. I've had so much fun uh, this football season, winning up to 25 times my money this football season now, and I can do it during basketball season as well. Um, with the basketball season here, you can pick combo projections across football and basketball in the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from three different sports. An example of this, you've got uh, LeBron James and Travis Kelsey at 10.5 combo for three-pointers made and receptions. So, I mean, that's easy and it's a whole lot of fun. Plus, over at PricePix.com, if you put in that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, you're going to get an instant deposit match up to $100 on your first deposit. So if I put in $100, they are going to match me $100. If I put in $50, they are going to match me $50. Not a whole lot of places are doing this, so take advantage over there today. Again, PricePix.com slash LockedOnCollege. Use that promo code LockedOnCollege for a first deposit match up to $100. All that at PricePix. All right, guys, welcome back into your Wednesday edition of Locked On Vols. I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm show prepping for the week, and um, I, I recognize there's not a whole lot of juice for Vanderbilt, and I hate that you know it's the last game of the regular season because there's not a crossover that I can do. And, and again, there's just not a whole lot of juice for this game. But it's also a holiday week, and I want to kind of go back to my radio days a little bit. Um, hopefully on tomorrow's show, I'm going to do a Thanksgiving-themed uh 
another Thanksgiving themed um, segment, and I hope you guys will enjoy it. And it's not going to be football related at all, um, but I hope you guys enjoy it. That's you know we we like to have fun like that on the, on the radio back when I worked at the radio station. So going to do some of that tomorrow. But I was sitting here thinking, I'm like, man, I get to do this for a freaking living, and there's so many people that DM me or reach out to me and be like, man, I would love to cover Tennessee football for a living. You have the best job in the world. And and I, I love hearing that because I agree. I think it's a, an incredible job. There's a lot of things that go into it that nobody knows about, but that, that's the same for any job, right? Um, it's a blessing. And, and I'm so fortunate and so thankful, again, thankful as we got Thanksgiving coming up tomorrow, to be able to do this. And again, I say it every single day. And I, and I always follow it up with like, this is not lip service. I truly mean that. Like, this this year's been fun. I'm sure it happened in years past, but I feel like this year, been out and about, Thursday rivalry Thursday games, playoff Friday games at the high school level here in East Tennessee, walking to and from Neyland Stadium. I've met so many of you guys who listen or watch, and uh, so many of you guys have come up and said hello to me, and I love that. It's just so cool um, to sit here and think that I, I sit here at my home in my home office studio, you know, headquarters here, and I look into a camera and I'm talking into a microphone. I've got a big ring light, you know, shining down on my face. It's just me here. The dog's over there sitting down. He won't even have anything to do with me. But this community of Locked On Vols, it goes so far. And so I just think that's really, really cool. And so I mean it when I say this show could not happen without you guys. I could not do this for a living without you guys. So I am thankful for that. Also, I'm thankful that I get to cover a team, excuse me, a university that is good. You know, the all sports campaign, you know, all vols, you know, Tennessee's an all, all sports school. It truly is. We talked about it a little bit over the years. Um, look at this football team. Sure. Eight and four. That's, you know, you, you better get that win against Vanderbilt to be eight and four. <laughs> um, eight and four is a bit, uh, is, is a bit disappointing. And I've said that and I'll say that we'll talk about it all off season. You know, we will talk about it ad nauseum all offseason until Tennessee kicks off the 2024 campaign with Nico. Um, but 8-4 and four is disappointing. But how many of those seasons in the last 15 years you're just saying, oh, I think you can get eight wins. Yeah, you can get eight wins. You don't get bowl eligibility. We'll say, I think we can get bowl eligibility. But if you can get eight wins, you get a Florida Bowl. It, it's almost like a consolation right now that, that you know, if it's 8-4. and four. But I was I was DMing back and forth with a – with an everydayer. His name's Brian. Brian, I appreciate the conversations we always have. We don't agree uh, on a lot of things sometimes, but but the, being able to talk things out, man, I love it, and, and I thank you for that. You know, me and Brian were going back and forth the other night, and he was talking, um, you know, just kind of giving a spill of the, of the Georgia game. He and his family win, and and he's sitting there saying, you know, if eight and four, you know, eight and four, I think that's the floor for Josh Heupel, and, and I agree. There's going to be a lot of turnover. Um, and we'll see who elects to stay, who elects to come back on the offensive line in particular. Going to have a new quarterback you're breaking in next year. Sure, everybody, myself included, hands up. I can't wait to see Nico play quarterback. But, I mean, if you just think it's going to step in and he's going to be a Hall of Famer snap one, I mean, no, there's going to be an adjustment there. But um, I, I, I agree with that. I think 8-4 and four truly is the floor for Josh Heupel. And it got me thinking, if that's the floor for Josh Heupel, Think about how healthy your program is. Yes, there's disappointing losses. Missouri was a disappointing loss. Not finishing on the road at Alabama is a disappointing loss. Tennessee and Southeastern Conference play this year. Scoring has been a disappointment. I mean, we can go on and on. It's my job to nitpick and, and, and bring things to the table. But if your floor is 8-4, and four, you're in a good spot. Now, I follow that up with, you just can't settle for that every single year. 
And, you know, we'll talk about it with Josh Ward here in a moment. You can't settle for that every single year. But this football program is healthy and it's growing. And, and yes, you were two different teams. Tennessee was here. Georgia was here. That was evident. And quite frankly, it's been evident the last three years you played. But every team in America is chasing Georgia. Every team in America is chasing Georgia. My point is, this football program is heading in the right direction. This football program is healthy. And I'm thankful that I, I get to cover a, a healthy, fun football program for a living. Also, look at basketball. Tennessee basketball, I know that there's Rick haters, there's Rick lovers, there's Rick uh, defenders, and there's people that go after Rick Barnes every single time basketball plays. It's on TV. Look at the Maui Invitational right now. You know, I've seen it, seen it all week long. That's par for the course. But Tennessee basketball has never been as healthy, and Tennessee basketball has never recruited as well as it has under Rick Barnes. Tennessee basketball is is appointment television. It's so much fun. It's so much fun to cover that. You know, historically, what the Lady Vols have meant for women's sports, you know, women's basketball at the college level, um, it, it is so cool. <laughs> you know, to see. And I mean, you look. It goes on to softball and all the success the weeklies have had, and, and you know, Karen is, is head coach now. Um, you know, going to the Women's College World Series and everything. And, and, and I mean, don't get me started on baseball. I mean, I cover that for the for, um, I'm the beat reporter for VolQuest, you know, covering Tennessee baseball. And my first year covering Tennessee baseball full time and it goes to the World Series. I mean, it's a dream, guys. I mean, how cool is this? Tennessee from an athletic department wide. Now, it doesn't mean that they're singing kumbaya all the time and everybody's holding hands. There's work that goes into it. There's disagreements. I mean, you hear things over there on campus and everything. It's it, it, there's a lot of work, but I mean the job that you know from University President Randy Boyd to Don DePlowman, the Chancellor to Danny Watt, the Athletics Director, you know down to his assistants and people on his staff and, and to the entire athletic department wide. I mean, how about Tennessee athletics right now? You as a fan, you thankful to be a fan of Tennessee? Heck yeah! I mean, because this is a great time. I mean, department wide. The health, the strength is um, might be at an all-time high right now. Do you want to see national championships? Absolutely. Do you want to see SEC championships? Heck yeah. And you're not going to stop until you get those. And then once you get them, you're going to continue to hunt down some more of them. But um, I just, you know, when, when we're talking about having thanks and, and being thankful for everything in your life, and, and I'm thinking about what I do for a living, and then I'm thinking about the university that I cover – it's really, really cool. And, guys, I'm from East Tennessee. I mean, I grew up going to Tennessee games. I'm thankful. I, some of my fondest memories. Um, we'll see if uh, we'll see if he watches this episode. He usually does because uh, we'll see if he texts me tomorrow or, or says something to me at the Thanksgiving table about how he heard this. But some of my fondest memories are, you know, parking at the Coliseum, taking the tram, taking a bus over uh, to Neyland Stadium and going to those games with my dad as a child. I remember I was at one of the games. I mean, I went to many, many games. I was in one of the games I'll never forget. I, I don't know what year it was. I was I was small, but you know how that Alabama rivalry has always been a rivalry of you know of uh of uh what's the word I'm looking for of uh, streaks. There we go, streaks. I don't know why I blinked on that, but um it was it was uh, the, unfortunately it was one of the games that Alabama won, and I was real little, and I remember there were fights all over the concourse, and and I was running, I was wanting to go investigate and see what's going on, and my dad grabbed my. It was cold. My dad grabbed my hood and my big old poofy jacket, you know, starter Tennessee back in the day, and and drug me back. And I, I don't know why I remember that memory. It's just one I'll never forget. I remember the the P troughs going in there and, and saying like, "What is this?" Um, I remember going to Thompson Bowling Arena back in the day when Tennessee wasn't very good, and uh, you know, me and Dad would buy Dad would buy uh, upper level, you know, in the, in the in the top, you know, those tickets, and 
and then somebody on the, the the PA would say, "All right, everybody sitting on the upper deck can come on down," and we go on down. I mean, I remember all that. Some great memories, some awesome memories, and I'm um, thankful that you know I was I was you know raised in a family that allowed me to to do stuff like that and could afford to go and do things like that. So I don't know, man. I'm just thinking about Thanksgiving tomorrow, and I just. Th- Thought it'd be cool to be real for a little bit and tell you some of the things I'm thankful for and and, and kind of as this community that is Tennessee insane and as this community that are diehard Vol fans, you wouldn't be watching or listening to this show every single day, hashtag everydayers, if you weren't a diehard Vol fan, right? It's a niche. Um, think about how thankful you are that sports wide at the University of Tennessee, man, it might not it might not be this might be as healthy as it's ever been. And so I don't know. I kind of all over the place. Didn't have any notes, just kind of speaking a little all over the place, but uh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, going to do another segment like this tomorrow. Plus, we're going to have a couple guests on. We're going to preview Tennessee Vanderbilt. Don't worry. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to talk a whole lot of football, but I am going to have a special Thanksgiving-themed kind of down the back to my radio days segment on tomorrow's show, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So, Got a whole lot to get into. Josh Ward is coming up next. We will talk about what's coming up for Tennessee against Vanderbilt. All that and more right here on Lockdown Balls. Do want to tell you about our friends LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best access to the qualified candidates available. That's why you got to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. We've all put our resumes online at LinkedIn uh, jobs at linkedin.com to try to get the next step in our career or to maybe apply for our dream job. Maybe you have your dream job and you're a small business owner. You need some help. You need somebody qualified and somebody you can trust. You can find that person at LinkedIn jobs by using simple tools like screening questions, make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right experience and expertise. So you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then ultimately hire. It is why small businesses rank LinkedIn jobs, number one and delivering quality hires versus its leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs tells you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster and for free, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. We finished off this Wednesday edition of Locked On Vols with Ward Wednesday, Josh Ward, co host of 991 The Sports Animals, Josh and Swain with the VFL Jason Swain, former host of Locked On Vols. And Josh, uh, welcome back into the show. It's been a tough two week stretch for Tennessee. I don't think anybody saw what happened in Missouri a couple weeks ago, but unfortunately, because of that outcome and because of kind of where Tennessee is this year, Saturday against Georgia, the top-ranked Bulldogs, wasn't a huge surprise. No, it was not. Uh, I did think Tennessee had a chance to be more competitive than it was, and it was yeah. competitive to start out, I know, with uh, the first play. But, I mean, that's how it goes against Georgia. Georgia gives up opening drive touchdowns and then knocks its opponent out from there, at least over the last month and a half or so. But it felt like over four quarters we were watching a Power 5 versus Group of 5 game. And uh, I, I know, again, things can go that way for Georgia. That's not even necessarily a Tennessee thing as much as, as it is Georgia, but it doesn't make it any easier for Tennessee fans. And I think the fact that it came right after the Missouri game and the way that game went made it feel worse. Back-to-back games, losing by four touchdowns is not fun, brought back old memories, and is not what Tennessee fans expected at the beginning of the season. So when you're watching that game, um, you know, if we're talking like a blame pie here, like uh, where's the blame go? I mean, a lot of it for me is just Georgia. It's evident that, yeah, I still think Tennessee's heading in the right direction. I still think Tennessee's 
good with Josh Heupel and everything, but you're mm-hmm. still not anywhere close to where Georgia is. And I got news for you. No one in the country, in my opinion, is, is close to where Georgia is. Um, that, that's what everybody wants. I just, leaving that game, I just, I guess my biggest thing was like, yeah, sure, Milton could have played a lot better. You know, um, the defense could have played a lot better. But I'm like, mm-hmm. man, Georgia's just really good. They made plays, yeah. they closed well, tackled well, and that offense and Carson Beck was, was rolling. Yeah, I mean, it starts out with talent. Georgia has so much talent, so many good players, not just when they roll the starters out there, but when the starters are replaced. Uh, they had some starters that had to be replaced by injury, and they kept it rolling on offense against Tennessee. When you I know look who at Dylan Georgia's, Bell is, a lot of people do now and didn't know a week ago, right? Yeah. Uh, so th- when I see Georgia, I see all the talented players. But you know what? Bell wasn't this incredibly highly touted recruit when he signed with Georgia. I see a program that has a bunch of talented players that also have developed in the program. I see a structure. I see discipline from Georgia's football team, a standard that has been applied and met, applied by the coaching staff, met by the players, and they've upheld it. The most impressive thing to me that they've done over these few years is that they've had success and they've stayed hungry, and they've kept going, and they've not really had a letdown. They've had a, a couple of performances where it's like, okay, well, let's let's see how this goes. But that, that should happen to anybody. There should be more of those games. But more often we see Georgia go out and see an opponent that thinks it has a shot and annihilates that opponent. That's what Tennessee's trying to get to. It's not just about trying to build talent. It's not just about trying to get really good football players. It's about trying to create the right kind of mindset and – Tennessee's football team has not had that this season, the right mindset all the way through the 11 games we've seen. All right, Josh, for the second straight year, Tennessee enters the last game of the regular season against Vanderbilt saying, well, you better get this win. Last year, of course, losses to Georgia, humiliating loss to South Carolina. This year, back-to-back losses, Georgia-Missouri. Um, but the more I kind of dive into Vanderbilt, it is a it is a bad football team. You can't just show mm-hmm. up and be guaranteed to win Got to play the game, but it's a bad football team. How bad is Vanderbilt? Really bad, and it's a program that has just been in awful shape for a few years now. Uh, Go back to the 2020 season, one that Tennessee fans want to forget in the wins that they got in that season. The NCAA has actually told Tennessee, you can't remember those anymore. They don't exist anymore. But I saw that Vanderbilt football team. It didn't belong in the league, and it hasn't looked like it has since then. So this is a game – Maybe Tennessee is slow coming out of the gates. Maybe it's not the prettiest win that we've seen from Tennessee in the last couple of seasons. But it absolutely should be a win and should be a win by multiple scores. Can Tennessee cover the number? To me, that's the more interesting question. If we're in the middle of the second half and this is still a game where we're wondering which team is going to win, that's a bigger concern for me than just that game. So, yeah, Tennessee should go out there, look to finish on a strong note to get an eighth win, which is nothing to sneeze at. It is inflated by what the schedule is. The non-conference schedule was awful, and that helped Tennessee get to 8-4. and four. But it still would be 8-4 and four better than most seasons Tennessee fans have watched since 2007-2008 and could get Tennessee to a solid bowl game still to finish out. So disappointing results in four games leading up to this week, but still a chance to finish on a positive note to move things forward. Yeah, you kind of led me into my next question. Um I think we can all agree that this season's been a bit disappointing. Didn't think Tennessee was going to, in my opinion, Tennessee wasn't going to win 10, 10 games in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Joe Milton was not going to be a Heisman contender. There were people 
you know, mad at us on the GQ back in July because we wouldn't say Milton was going to be a Heisman contender. Um, but still, if eight and four is the floor, which I think that, you know, realistically with, with this head coach and this offense, I think, you know, realistically eight and four could be the floor. I mean, it's it, it, you're doing something right, I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, so many things going wrong with quarterback yeah. play and, and, and being restricted, you know, as a play caller and schematically and all that this year. And, and sure, it's inflated, like you said, but you're going to finish eight and four. You don't want to mm-hmm. shoot for eight and four, but if this is the floor, you're doing something right. Right. Uh, you just don't want to stay on the floor. You need to rise back up here over the next year, two years. If Tennessee goes eight and four back to back seasons, well, this time next year, there'll probably be even more frustration. And we need to know how Tennessee gets there if that's the case, because the eight and four this season, the negative would be that the four losses were all pretty tough to stomach. Uh, three of them, Tennessee just wasn't competitive, really, for four quarters, or as they went along. The second half against Alabama was dominated uh, by the tide against Tennessee. So Tennessee needs to be more competitive when it's going to lose. I mean, And really, the six losses last year and this year, just tough for Tennessee fans to take coming out of yeah. it. And I think that's part of it. But if this is where Tennessee is trying to recover from, it's a much better starting point to try to get back to where they were a year ago and where they ultimately hope to go in competing for and winning championships than if we were talking about a six and six season or even you know, seven and five. If Tennessee had lost against Kentucky or Texas A&M, and we're talking about seven and five, you can talk about tremendous disappointment. That would have been really bad for Tennessee. So this is not a memorable season. I, I don't know which which win Tennessee fans will look back and say, man, that was that was great. I, I love that one. Maybe it's South Carolina. Maybe Rattler was a little bit right in what he said after that game because Tennessee, <laughs> that, that that's the one dominant win Tennessee had in the end, 41-20 to 20 over Carolina uh, and Shane Beamer. But uh, in, in terms of trying to build the recruiting and the transfer portal and get back to being closer to where it was in 2022, there are much worse places to be than where Tennessee is right now. Because I'm such a football nerd, I look back at the A&M win and I'm like, that's my favorite win. Yes, Joe Milton sucked. But Mm -hmm. every other area of your football team was really good. And that was fun to watch. Special teams touchdown. Defense was incredible. Run game was incredible. Your quarterback was awful. But that was my that that was an enjoyable win just because I I feel like good football teams find ways to win. Yeah, I don't Um, uh, I don't disagree with that at all. AM had a lot of talent. It was an important game for Tennessee to win. Uh I I just when I say games that Tennessee fans will look back, I don't know that they're gonna be remembering too much of that besides the special teams um, back-to-back that they had of downing at the one and then yeah. D. Williams touchdown return. Man, we, I don't know that they win their game without that happening. So yeah. that, that part was memorable for sure. All right, out the door here, Tennessee and Vanderbilt. If I said what's your wish list for Tennessee, meaning you know, if Ty Chandler was still on this football team, you'd say, I want Ty Chandler – to get five receptions out of the backfield. By the, By the way, way that where's guy, my victory lap? He's 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 running wild for the Minnesota Vikings. I sat here for four years saying this is a guy that should be more involved. He's a really good player, and I was being told he's average. And now he's a guy that Minnesota Vikings fans are saying, get him the ball more because of how good he looks next to Josh Dobbs, by the way. That is true. Yes. So for this <laughs> there is my, game, I said, where's my victory lap? There it is. I apologize. <laughs> oh, I found it. Um, <laughs> what 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 do you want to see from, from Tennessee, you know, from personnel? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, a certain quarterback playing a little bit more? Is it, you know, th- this player doing this? You know, what's what's your wish list if you're a Tennessee fan to kind of cap off the regular season? Probably guys that we'll be talking about in the offseason or even 
you know, leading up to the bowl game as a transition into 2024 that Tennessee will be counting on getting an opportunity and, and making plays against a team that they should go out and make plays against. So one guy that we've seen do that this year, Dylan Sampson, more of Sampson and the younger wide receivers who have gotten an opportunity who will need to step up and make plays next year. And then on defense, honestly, Eric, I would say dominance. Tennessee needs to go dominate up front, play well at linebacker, get the ball back to the offense and let them find success. And then sure. Uh, I think fans understandably want to see Nico at some point in this game. Uh, I know there's been some talk of, well, could you start him this week? This would be the last week I wouldn't make that change. It's senior day. It's the last game of the regular season. What's the point of of starting him against Vanderbilt would be my question. But play him? Yeah. I mean, Joe should give Nico a chance to play for one of two reasons. Either the offense goes out and does what it's supposed to. They build up a big lead. And he gets a chance. We've talked about that. Didn't happen at, at different times, at least as early yeah. as it should. Uh, or if the offense does struggle, well, then you you make a change and you give Nico a chance to go out there and run the offense. He is Josh Ward. You can find him on Twitter at Josh underscore Ward. Nine to noon to three every single weekday on uh, nine nine one the Sports Animal. Nine to BFL. noon Pacific. Nine to noon Pacific. See, I was right. I was right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you got the Josh and Swain newsletter every Friday morning, mm-hmm. right? Yep, it uh, goes out every Friday. Take you five to ten seconds to subscribe. It's free once a week. Uh, quick rundown of the topics we've been covering on Josh and Swain during the week. So football and basketball with all the hoops action in Maui. It's a fun time right now for Tennessee fans. And you can subscribe to that newsletter in the show notes of this episode right now. Josh, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much. Thanks, Eric. All right, always a good time hanging out with Josh Ward to cap off a Wednesday show. Appreciate you guys for being here as always. The the race to 10K, we're close. We're within 200. We got just a couple of days left to get up to 200 subscribers to get to 10,000 on the YouTube channel. So that is the challenge for us here as we approach the Vanderbilt game and, of course, Thanksgiving. Um, we will continue to have a show tomorrow. So uh, when you're on the way to grandmother's house or you know trying to hide out from family or whatever, there will be a show up, and uh, there will be a show up on Friday as well. So nothing changes here on Lockdown Balls this week. Appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for being here, and we'll talk again tomorrow. This is Lockdown Balls.